I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Put one up for the fifer. It's time to decipher. The ills of the world make the situation lighter. The clock is always ticking. The system should be kicking. Like ham and eggs, I eat chicken, chicken, chicken. Before I release the lever, the lever of the clever, embellish on the funk as a start to endeavor. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house. Yes, we are, sir. Uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Patrice, because there was no Dim Thrones this weekend. I know. Instead, it was behind the candela- candelabra, which I have not watched just yet. Yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people tweeting about it, and from what I've seen, it looked pretty good. Like, like just reading people's tweets going down the timeline. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited to get on it. You know, I just got to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and live tweet it. I've been working, man, working on the site, uh, doing little stuff behind the scenes. I'm not sure. Uh, everybody will recognize just yet, but, um, you know, working on that RSS feed issue and stuff like that, nat- uh, stuff of that nature. Um, so, you know how it is when your tech support, uh, dealing with a lot of people's issues or they, yeah, we, we, they email me and they go, Hey, hey, why'd you cut my access off for the site? And I say, uh, did you log in? And they go, Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. And then they never hit me back and let me know that that's what it was. <laughs> They just log in and note. So I'm like, well, did it work? Was something wrong with the site or just nothing? Nothing at all. So, yeah, IT department of one. Mm hmm. Two in the morning. Hey, man, I can't get into the site. Uh, did you log in? Hmm. Uh, sir, you there? <laughs> no, no response. Yeah, man. Gotta log in, fellas. Uh, so instead, I put something at the top of the page. Now, when you go to theblackoutist.com, the first post on the page says, are you a premium member? Are you logged in? If not, click here. There you nah, go. That way you'll know if you have access or not. If you log in and it still tells you don't have access, then it's then probably we got an issues. Issue. Um, and so I had to do some stuff this morning. The site was down for a couple hours, but I got it back up. A couple people let me know. Thanks for having my heads up, heads up. But, uh, yeah, I knew, uh, as soon as I clicked in, uh, the new program, it was like, yeah, everybody lost access. I was like, well, this will be an issue unless I get it fixed right away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was panicking, but I got everything working. Um, a couple more people signed up for our premium thing. I'll be sending out a new email, um, slash blog post, uh, coming, uh, probably Thursday. Let you guys know exactly where we at. Don't forget the 95th person that signed up to sign up gets a free shot glass from Hey, you know it podcast. Yes, you so, do. Uh, you guys can get drunk like Karen and I. We, uh, drink Nagasaki bombs later on this year. Oh, they awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah. Oh, and also we recorded some new spinoff shows. I will have the trailers for those tomorrow for all the people that have, you know, still on the fence about signing up and they go, but can they make two good shows in a row? You know, cause that's what it, can they make three good shows in a row? It's like, all right, just let it pile up. This is only going to be more and more stuff for you to catch up to whenever, you know, you decide to pull the trigger on that premium. Um, but, uh, yeah, we recorded a third ever Nellard off and we had Chris and, uh, Aaron, uh, on the show. Aaron, of course, Aaron Freeman from everything on Twib. Yes, everything. Um, <laughs> and Karen was on that. Uh, we also had a balls deep sports where we had, uh, Chris on for that one, mm-hmm. Justin, and then Karen was a guest on balls deep sports. That's mm-hmm. right. I was a guest y'all. Mm-hmm. Giving her opinion on sports. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, Karen recorded another lip smacking good with mm-hmm. chef Kenny Gilbert. 
That was a good one. That was a good one. He was on uh, season seven of Top Chef, y'all. Yeah, if you follow the hashtag TBGWT Premium, you see a lot of people already tweeting about this stuff. Yes, they are. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, you know, giving Karen props. It was a great interview. Um, so people are really, you know, impressed with uh, how how the shows are growing, how everybody's kind of coming into their own. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying it, man. You know, I even saw Leonard Brothers tweeting about the nerd off, and he said that he might not enjoy it because he's not a nerd. But, you know, you don't have to get punched in the face when you're fifth grade in order to appreciate this. Mm-mm. You know, and I'll never forgive you, David Brown. You didn't have to punch me in the face like that. <laughs> I wasn't doing nothing wrong. Um, but, yeah, you can go ahead and, um, you know, sign up theblackouttest.com slash premium to get uh, access to all those different uh, podcast feeds. And it tells you exactly what all you need to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, for now, that's all. Most of the most of the housekeeping, I would guess. Don't forget to go to blackoutist.com for everything else. You know, donations, whether you do one time or recurring donations, completely up to you. Comments on the polls. You can vote in the polls. You can leave comments on the episode. For people that are used to going to the first front page and just seeing the latest podcast episodes, right now it just shows like whatever we posted. So a lot of archived episodes on the first page and stuff like that. If you go to the top, there's a one of the tabs says pi, uh, podcast. You just click on that, and it'll take you to the latest podcast that we've released. So, mm-hmm. you know, the episode 478, episode 477, they're all right there on one page for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just click podcast at the top of the page. We, You know, that way if you don't feel like commenting on some old shit or you don't have access to some posts, that you don't have to keep scrolling down. True. Um, so I think that might help people out. Um don't forget also leave us a five-star review on itunes we promise we'll read it on the show regardless of content doesn't matter what you say you can dislike the show uh we'll read it on the show we promise all the fans will get to hear your gripes and if you love the show all your fans will get to hear you get props so that's awesome too yes it is uh join our facebook group check out podomatic stitcher blah 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 uh all the contact information is in the about section of the site um and the official weapon of the show is the taser unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme yes sir um so uh i don't really have a lot to talk about today um i started watching this documentary about drug dealers mm-hmm. um it was like called bmf um and i guess it's like the same drug dealers that uh rick ross named himself after big meech and you know he has oh, a song shit. called bmf blowing money fast but these is these is real thug drug dealers these ain't no pretend i was went to jail no not i went to jail i was uh um what you call that uh jailer that damn it what prison prison guard oh oh yeah yeah he was a prison guard yeah. CEO. yeah he would know these are real thug we we trying to build an empire here type of people yeah what's crazy is it's not that much difference between rick ross and these dudes man like honestly i mean i get that they are real criminals and shit but like Rick Ross was definitely, uh, you know, talking about a bunch of like lascivious behavior in public and all on camera and talking about bragging about drugs. But these dudes to be like considered like these major league drug dealers at some point, they had like what they say, $270 million worth of like cartel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 500 employees. Every time they showed them on a the camera, they were dressed up like the, and they were being like, we, we the black mafia gang, baby. We making all this money. So it was like, 
this this is not the sophisticated criminal empire that i think people are trying to portray it as you no, know like and, them real criminals like and and not to say they what real criminals because they was but for a lot of people that's like really 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 into that you wouldn't even know it they don't flash they keep yeah. you know under guard you want they just like normal people in fact they probably dress worse than normal people just so no, no attention is drawn to them well what's weird is it feels a lot like um it feels like it's they're rappers you know what i mean like they even had like a rap label at some point so it just it just feels like they're rappers too and they're trying to um floss and do all the shit that rappers do so it's like they're getting props for being drug dealers but drug dealers want to be rappers and rappers want to be drug drug dealers dealers. and it's just like a weird cycle and you know you're on camera confessing the crimes and shit like it was just weird to see uh to me and all these black do- drug documentaries always come off like bragging true 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 you know it's just weird like it's always like man we had so many hoes and all the cars and we was doing this and we was doing it. i'm like y'all in prison though right now right is behind, behind real bars right the same yeah. prison that with real chains yeah the same prison that dudes making hand to hands on the corner go to the same prison that mm-hmm dude pawning uh vcrs went to like it's just, the same prison crackheads and then smoke weed heads in mm-hmm. yeah this is weird man to see those documentaries like that but you know I, I don't know i gotta finish watching that um you know it's no horse glory i tell you that <laughs> but uh they keep and then they have like a weird dude doing a voiceover which i guess is supposed to make it more authentic but, but when you show the actual videotape of the people talking it just takes all the like oh this sophisticated drug it was like you know they you know how they do with these documents they cut to like a police woman she's like this is one of the most sophisticated drug and money laundering operations that we have ever seen in the history of i'll be like did they, did they pay an actor to do this this is not a real cop and then they cut to somebody else it's like you know it took all our resources to bring down the bmf crew or what you know <laughs> i be like know. are y'all reading from papers people you know, uh, with the Black Mafia family was uh, one of the hardest uh, crews to bust. They were a sophisticated mafia but, unit that used all sorts of uh, codes in, in the organization. Uh, but the thing that tripped me out about the documentary is that it sounds like it's like another 48 or something like that. First 48. Yeah, first 48. Another 48? <laughs> what is it, the second movie with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte? I think so. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And what's so funny is that, um, cause the dude just sounds so proper, you know, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're like, okay, this is going to be one of those type of documentaries. Yeah. And, and what's funny though is like, they sound like that. And like I said, it's so authentic, you know, it's like, you know, this is an immense racketeering and federal, uh, crime organization that crossed state lines and did, all sorts of things such as participating in money laundering and such and such and then they cut to the clip of the dudes and it's like ha ha yeah nigga bmf in your motherfucking <laughs> grill bitch but you know what i you know what i actually give the people credit that did the uh the typing that you read across mm-hmm. because whoever did it on netflix did a great job because they wouldn't try to start up you know how sometimes you get it where you get the person i think they deaf the person is trying to type because there don't be nothing that they said but they did a good job like somebody literally typed because you was like i was reading nigga i was like oh shit this is a real documentary they actually broke the run nigga this is not a, a pbs special well it's not just that for me it's the it's because, I mean, honestly, I could understand everything they were saying. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, too. But I, 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 like, it would be hard for me to imagine that someone else couldn't understand. Because it's not like they spoke 
bad English, English or no. had messed up accent. It's, it's not, but I just thought but, it was funny that it was just so clear. Mm-hmm. But it was to me what was crazy about it was like they were, like I said, it's just juxtaposition of like these these police officers and investigators who took him down being so professional. Where it's like, uh, you know, uh, he was the ringleader and the other brother was the brains who was more reserved, more quiet. Uh, so it took a while to break their sophisticated code in order to, uh, in order to corroborate all of our other evidence. And then they cut to a clip and the clip is like, Hey nigga, can I speak to Ray Ray? No nigga, don't be calling up here to speak to Ray Ray. You're going to talk to Lamont. Like I told you, that's exactly Hey man, I don't even fuck with Lamont like that. Well, you fucking with Lamont nigga. I'm not going to fuck with him dog. Listen, nigga, you need to do what the fuck I tell you to do or else I'm going to be, uh, or else I'm going to have to come down there and say something. Now look, that's a problem. If you want to get ahead, you got to do what the motherfucking shit I tell you. You fucking with Lamont. All right, then, nigga. I fuck with Lamont, man. This what you say. Good, nigga. Peace. I'm like, that's not a code. There's <laughs> nothing sophisticated about that. Like, what is That's another casual conversation. I hear folks getting threatened like that all the time. I feel like a black dude just, like, they didn't have any black dudes on the task force, and they had one brother, and he was like, oh, <laughs> Read yeah, these, these script lines. He was just like, oh, yeah, these niggas selling drugs. And I was like, what? That's what it was all this time? No, I thought they was fucking each other. No, he said, <laughs> ah! I'm not fucking with you right now. You need to stop fucking with Lamont. Oh, so that's not uh, some sort of a uh, homosexual tryst. No, man, it's not a homosexual tryst, man. It's just, he's saying to get the drugs from Lamont. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down. Man, you, I don't know how you figured that out as a janitor uh, at the <laughs> at the police station. That's all right. Like, I just feel like, you know, that's why everybody needs one brother, because this shit wasn't that complex from mm-hmm. what I was saying. Maybe they, later on, they're going to get into, like, exactly how complex the whole situation was, but everything I was I was hearing was just, like, regular drug dealing shit. It wasn't even, like, sophisticated. They weren't even using cold words. Like, I don't know. It was like, and they were, like, affiliated with dra- rapping-ass drug rappers and shit, so it was like, they were affiliated with Young Jeezy. I'm like, just listen to a song. They selling drugs. You know what I mean? That's all you gotta do. Just listen to one song and, and you and you can be like, yeah, this dude's definitely selling some drugs. Uh, and we caught these motherfuckers real easy. Um, so yeah, that, and then the other thing too is like they kept playing the music for the background and I felt like they should probably be investigating those rappers too. So, I mean, what's the odds of you being affiliated with this crew? And just keeping it the rap, man. I mean, how do you keep yourself to that? If you, if all you rap about is selling drugs and then the dude is like, we some drug dealers and we want to support you. It's like, uh, seem like those two go together very easily. So I don't know. I, I thought that I, I can't wait to finish the documentary, but all the balling and flossing talk. And then they were so proud to have one white dude in that video. They had like one older white dude in the suit hanging out with them. And it's like, they felt like, yeah, nigga, we hanging out white dudes in suits. We about this drug dealing life now. We for real. We like on some Scarface shit. And that old dude look old. Like he don't want to be somebody grandpa. That white dude had no idea dude, who those motherfuckers were. You know he wasn't. He was like, oh, black people, I give y'all props. That dude didn't have no fucking idea what was yeah. going on. Those dudes are wearing like bandanas and black hoodies and shit. He's sitting up there in a suit like, hey, yeah, guys, uh, uh good job. Uh, what's the name of this crew again? Black Mafia Family. Good job, Black Mafia Family. Y'all have a good one. It's like, all right, man. Just nobody get arrested off this, please. So, um, but anyway, um, the other thing I was thinking about today too is, um, I think we're selling this, uh, 
I think we're selling our premium subscription thing all wrong. Okay. We need to start telling people that they are, if they don't support our premium section, then they don't support black marriage. <laughs> you know. But that's not a fact. And all the positive things that we do. Like, if they don't give us money, then, you know, because the number one cause of divorce is what, Karen? Money. Right. So if we don't get this money and we end up, y'all broke up the podcast. Like, everybody that didn't put in that was just like, oh, it'll be all right. Uh, $15 a month is too much. That's 50 cents a day. You know, I could get almost a half a bag of chips every other day for that. If they, if they don't want to, um, you know, support us, I can't be responsible for what happens to this relationship, man. Uh, it's sad to see that, you know, I'm sure if it was a white marriage, y'all wouldn't have no problem putting in on that, you know? <laughs> you know, if it was Adam Carolla's marriage, I'd be rich by now. But apparently black love, does not get treated with the same top billing as all these other loves, man. So uh I think that's how we got to pitch it, Karen. That's we gotta, how we got to pitch it. Mm-hmm. We got to start doing the hard sell on Back these people. support. Right. You know, I just when people start tweeting at me, I'm going to be like, I have nothing to say. Karen beat me today because oh, I didn't bring in enough money. I did not. Yeah. I do not beat him. You know, I'm just trying to get this house clean before she gets home because y'all didn't give me enough money today. So, uh, things took a turn for the worse. She was very upset. You know, that's what I'm going to start saying, man. Somebody got to get this money and, uh, somebody got to work for it. Yeah. I'm not above. I'm not above these means. Um, all right. We got all kinds of articles and stuff today, um, to talk about. Uh, first things first. Uh, Karen, did you, were you going to, did you want to read your stuff or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I have uh just a, a few, and they won't take long, a few random thoughts. Mm-hmm. My first random thought, last week, we went to a conflict resolution meeting. At your job. At my not, job. Not me and Karen. No, not not, not me and Roger. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. But like, look, baby, the black guy who tips need to call human resources and have a conflict resolution meeting. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, Emma John went to a conflict resolution meeting. And the funny part about conflict resolution meetings is that the people that have the most conflict with everybody in the room knows and has the most fucking knowledge about how not to start conflicts. Take your own motherfucking advice. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, conflict resolution in those classes is like relationship advice people and on the internet where people are like, I get in the most fights, so I'm an expert on conflict resolution. It's like, no, you're an expert in getting on motherfucking fights. Yes, and, and it was funny, though, because I was sitting right beside her, and I was trying to keep my face straight and, and not give her, like, the, the funky side out the whole time she was talking. I was like, bitch, what you're saying makes completely good sense. Take your own advice. Right. You would get along with people, and everybody wouldn't be looking at you crossway going, mm-hmm, bitch, we're going to fall out with you as soon as this meeting is over because you don't know how to talk to people. Right. Yeah, it's always funny because, like, whenever they're like, okay, so in this situation, what went wrong? Oh, I'll tell you what went wrong. First of all, you can't be talking to people like that. It's like, but you talk to people like that. Hello. <laughs> and we're in a, and the what's funny part, we're in a conflict resolution meeting, and it's about solving conflicts. So the lady's talking, and she's pointing out stuff that people, need, you know, could, could change. And mm-hmm. the whole time, it's like, well, I know I'm old, and I don't want to change. I was like, bitch, this, this is why we're in a motherfucking meeting. Right. So that people can get along and know that, you're, you know, you just because you're older, you can't tell people younger than you what to do. And, you know, and you have to respect 
people because they're younger than you. You can't be stuck in your ways. And to tell younger people, you know, to kind of respect older people, to don't push them out the way sometimes because you're tired of being motherfucking slow all the time and not wanting to change. And, and it starts conflict in the working environment. You know, because I don't have a problem with anybody and I can get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I know young people that don't like change. I know old people that don't like change. So to me, I've seen it across the board. But for me, I've realized that a lot of more older people, especially when it comes to technology, don't really like the change in it. And it's sometimes frustrating when you're like, okay, we want to be smarter, better, faster, quicker. But, baby, what you're doing is slowing the entire process down. And then you want to get angry at people or either you won't let anybody, quote, unquote, younger than you train you on how to do it properly. Wait, what do you mean, quote, unquote, younger than you? Well, you're younger than you. Train you. <laughs> uh, And then when shit get fucked up, you know everybody's looking crazy and i'm because i because with this particular person i had an incident where i was supposed to train her in something mm-hmm. and she already knew the process so she thought she already knew the process we tweaked it a little bit oh so i know you were looking at her like she was a fucking uh snowbird uh snow uh man in july because like I had, especially I, when people like that get vocal because it's like you know hey uh you know the problem is we need to learn how to talk to one each other one another and sometimes you have to leave your issues on the floor when you come to t- comes time to learn yeah. you can't be taking stuff to the, to the table when it's time to learn it's like looking at the, and you're just looking at them like but this is what you do yeah, so. like this what you're saying is what you're doing mm-hmm. you're not really trying to solve a goddamn thing you just motherfucking talking because you like to be the center of attention and like to fucking talk not because right. you're trying to resolve nothing not because you're trying to change not because you're trying to bring anything to the table not because you're trying to evolve the group or no, nothing like that yeah i used you, to work just with talking a, just to talk i used to work with a girl like that she was like the number one problem child like child causer she was that woman that set every woman back in the office because she fit all the stereotypes Stereotypes. that people have about work working with women and it wasn't like it was her responsibility to carry the torch for women but it was like when dudes start complaining about women in the office we knew exactly what they were talking about Mm -hmm. and she was one of those people that did the cop-out thing too where like she would act completely unprofessional unruly (laughs) do really fucked up stuff and then go well i was on my period or something you're like what does that have to do with my motherfucking uh office environment your period can stay at home like if you can't operate uh with a full deck that's some shit that you need to take some days off or come with a plan around it's not my responsibility to deal with at work and i'm gonna tell you right now every woman Unless you have your shit removed, it's going to have a period. Right. Every woman not turn into a raving fucking bitch during three days of of the month or whatever. No, no, they're not. And I do understand. And I've um, talked with people where their period just shut them, shuts them down. Please don't get me wrong. I completely understand that. But what does your motherfucking period have to do with your attitude towards other people who don't got shit to do with your cycle? I understand you don't feel good. I understand you got shit going on. But your period this is not an excuse and it's not a license to act nasty, to act rude, to act ugly towards other people. Plus the other thing is, what about the other 20-something days of the month that you also are being a jerk? Like, yeah, so you on your period even, every day? Right. Like, it was like the worst of it would be those days and then you'd be like well you also were mean these other days and you know and it, but it, truth be told every time we had a meeting every time we had a conflict resolution conference every time we had any type of inter office like okay guys we need to, to meet up and talk about issues with the team 
she was always the one acting like well if anyone has any issues of course you can always come to me i mean maybe that's one of the things we don't communicate enough around here people don't feel safe i'm like it's you the the, the call is coming from inside the house you know what i mean it's you and you just not paying any attention like i said and i guess because i've had hand-on-hand combat with this lady before and it's one of the things where like i said it's one of the things where i try to keep a straight face and this one girl who's new she was telling the motherfucking truth. Like she was just calling shit out that she seen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this, what you're talking about is legit, but odds are it's not going to get fixed because everybody's smirking and looking at each other crazy going, we know she's telling the truth, but I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to speak up on it because if we really start hashing out these issues and problems, I might get called out on some shit. Well, over. cause people at work are like fucking work terrorists and people, it's not that we, we, it's like the idea of terrorism in the real world. We have a war on terrorism, but I think if you ask mm, 10 people on the street, you get 10 answers of, yes, more terrorism will happen. If I say, Hey, do you think terrorism will happen somewhere? In the next uh, five years, they will go, yes, some terrorism will happen, right? Well, I feel like that's what work is. Work has a war on work terrorism. But if you sat down after that meeting and said, okay, we just had a meeting about how to stop work terrorism. Do you believe work terrorism will still happen? Ten out of ten people at your job will be like, fuck yes. That trick is going to do something stupid again, and it ain't going to yes, be that long. Yes, So, you know, I feel like that's what work is. And so what everybody's job is at work is to not become a victim of work terrorism it's like everybody's going i just don't want to be in the world trade on world on work terrorism day ain't that the truth you know what i mean no one's really going how do we get this trick out of our office how do we get this trial away from us and out of this fucking office instead they're going how do i just avoid her gaze and you know and that's how you have crazy men and women now because because mm-hmm. this is not specifically towards women right. you have crazy men and women but with men they're not called bitches they're not called you know cunts and all that bullshit right it's called i'm being a man i'm being aggressive i'm whipping my dick out no nah, motherfucker you an asshole too just like the asshole bitch you're both assholes right yeah it's the worst man i hate those meetings especially like i said uh, when people turn into the relationship advice people at the office and it's like you the one with the most problems it's like because you had the most failures to communicate you are somehow elevated to having the most experience with conflict the reason you had the most experience with conflict is because your ass is a conflicting motherfucker yeah you conflict <laughs> and you know and, and it's like you really don't resolve problems it's like a lot right. of times you the cause or the root of the problem and the thing is that we talked about stuff that people do about uh people's tone of voice your Mm -hmm. body language how you talk to people how you approach people like i said i i have learned um at my job to not let the nigga in me rise in the working environment Mm -hmm. because it will rise up if i don't keep it in check i uh uh, uh, i can't speak for anybody else but i know in the office environment you don't want to show your ass but you know sometimes people come at you hard ways and sometimes you got to what sideways sometimes you got to Mm -hmm. and then i go okay you know let's talk about this because if i respond with my initial thought up in my head I'm like, look, motherfucker, who the hell you think you thought? See, I've been unsnapped. So, yeah. you know, I I have to learn how to keep that part of me uh in check. Yeah, uh, see, I don't have that in me. Like, first of all, I, I, I don't really have conflict at work, but I don't have that in me. Like, when I get, when someone comes at me sideways, my main problem 
is i normally am too sarcastic and too witty for them to really get a handle on and next thing you know people are laughing at them and that's what makes it worse for me is not oh rod acted a fool because you're never gonna get me out of my zone at work like that don't that shit will never happen i've never ever at work no matter who i've worked with ever been like angry to the like i will fuck that person up or they better not say nothing to me or i cursed or nothing like never and you'll never see it like i know how to keep my cool you know i've i've been in professional environments since i was 16 so there's really no yeah, excuse and, 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 for yeah. for for that type of behavior at work because the way i've seen the game played these people that constantly get in conflicts, they're the ones who get you fired, not the other way around. Yes, yes. And and, and that's something I had to kind of grow and learn because something people don't talk about. Most black people in corporate America don't really talk to younger black people that's entering corporate America mm, I to know tell I them the do's and I the see don'ts. A, when I see a young black person come in, I give them all the bad advice I can. Cause it's oh, me against Lord. You. Me against you, brother. Only There can only be one. <laughs> yes, you're right. And my thing is that, I, like I said, I've learned uh, over time how to, excuse me, respond, how to react. And I've learned over time, too, is that I let you sit there. I let you talk. But as soon as we as soon as we finish talking, I'm immediately going to the supervisor and manager and be like, hey, we, we me and you, me, you, you, you right there. We mm-hmm. need to talk about your person because this is what happened. This is what's going down before they come to you and and change the whole story around. Because, see, those people, the people that start the conflict are the first ones to go run and tell it. And when they run and tell it, they're never going to tell what they motherfucking did because you respond. Well, it's always how you responded to them. That's the other problem with conflict resolution. They need to stop doing conflict resolution seminars. Yes. Like, that needs to stop. What they need to turn it into is how to tell on somebody seminars. Mm-hmm. That's really all you need to do because... Honestly, the kind of person that constantly is in conflict does not deserve to have that job. So, like, there's this idea that everyone there is entitled to a job. Therefore, even the person that is being an asshole because somehow they were able to fool someone for 45 minutes of an interview, they need to hold on to that, to that, to that employment. And that's a bad assumption. The assumption should be you cause problems, get the fuck out. That really should be that simple of a task. So, they instead this should be about how to document conflict how to oh, report conflict I, 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 and how to and this should and that should be the end of it it shouldn't even be like and then how to talk to someone uh, i can tell you how to talk to someone you're a fucking adult figure it out is you're like these people we're talking to people that are like 40 years old ain't and that go, the truth going well maybe they'll change their ways if only we can talk to them and have a peaceful conversation like i don't need no. a peaceful conversation at that age no and 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 the thing is if you're 40 and 50 and up and you have not learned how to resolve your conflicts you are never gonna learn how to resolve your yeah. conflicts after and, i'd say after 25 conversations are over with ain't that the truth what what what, what is we talking about and, yeah. and 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 i guess for for me uh personally i have just like i said i've learned i and uh, shout out to professor l stage i have learned to be a good documenter mm-hmm. i will actually send myself emails from my work and dot shot sit down time place day who i met what they said what they did the color of their hair they clothes i'm documenting every motherfucking thing because if we got to go to hr hr is going to be like well you never told me this right. is the first time i'm hearing about this and, that's and all thing, that stuff and you're like i don't got time for this she's been harassing everybody and that's the thing you don't want to hear is you never brought this up before yes you know what i mean that's the one thing you don't want to hear is well this is the first time we heard 
you know this well you say it's been going on for six months but you never said anything because now you look like part of the problem it's like i said man uh, i was on twitter today and i was thinking about something i was like you know the guy who retaliates is always the one who gets thrown out of the, out of the basketball game right mm-hmm. it's never the guy who swings first it's always mm-hmm. the guy who swings second because everybody's waiting on you to swing and most people aren't smart enough to realize if you wait and then swing nobody will be looking you just gotta wait. That's the key. And that's what documented shit is. You waiting. It's just, you die, you die, you bob and weave and you write down what they did and then you wait. And the key is to be an angel and to catch them off guard. Because what you don't want them to do is walk into a room and realize that you are going to, uh, that they understand, that they're prepared for you to fight. You know, it's like that time I beat up Taylor Barton, right? <laughs> he was, you know we got we fought the fair one a couple of times man but i i knew it was gonna be like an ongoing thing where we were gonna fight a lot you know like he was just one of those guys that just had it up to here with me for some reason i honestly do not remember whatever started this but he decided i was gonna be the guy that he fought all the time um so he uh you know he we fought a few times um and one day i realized like you know i'm not gonna be the one to get kicked off the bus i'm not gonna get jumped because one time he tried to bring his friends and and jump me and all this stuff oh snap yeah i was like i'm i'm gonna be smart so i was like okay here's how we're gonna do it uh i we were it was during gym class we had the same gym class he always was talking shit like he was gonna do something trying to act tough um so i i acted like i was scared i was like oh i'm just not gonna say anything to him not gonna say anything to him i walked into the, the locker room started getting my stuff so that i wouldn't get in trouble my dad was really really uh cool of like like my dad was really a stickler for you have to have all your uh eyes dotted and your t's, t's crossed, crossed when yeah. it comes to like your dad be like you better have a fucking legitimate excuse right. why you responding like you need to avoid fighting at all costs because yep. you know it can only lead to trouble you're black already do not end up you know going to jail for some dumb shit so um you know i, I waited in the locker room and i had my back to him on purpose and he walked in the locker room still talking shit and i hadn't said anything to him so he thought he i was scared he thought he was gonna punk me in front of everybody and right when he got close enough to try to, you know, uh, get in arm's reach, I grabbed him, pulled him across the, uh, the bench, which, which tripped him in the process, slammed his ass on the ground as hard as I could, and I wailed on his face for a good six, seven punches before everybody pulled me off of him. I stomped him a little bit. Then I walked directly to the office, told them what happened, and told them to call my parents. And I never got in trouble because I crossed out, like, I knew that if I would have just like swung on him in the middle of fucking gym class, oh, I would have been in trouble. Like I would have, I would have got kicked out of school. Possibly my parents would have been mad. I would have got a whooping, mm-hmm. but I, I waited until I knew when I could strike and never had to fight that motherfucker again, man. And that's the point though, is that's what human, that's what documentation is, is mm-hmm. being like, I need a plan. I'm not going into this meeting to argue with this woman. You're not going to beat someone who loves to, fight like that's the truth because they're gonna go places you're not willing to go right them at them fighting at work is them winning already that's what they want to do mm-hmm. like they they woke up that morning and their clit was hard thinking about fighting you at work yeah you know yeah, they get yeah. off the clock and they go yeah i put her in her place yeah you know? and 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 I, and I think for me uh i because i've grown and i'm matured i'm the person that uh 
people like that don't really even mess with anymore mm-hmm. because now you get the side eye, you get the salad treatment, you get, you know, you come over there, can I help you? Okay, yes, no, you know, you you, you get froggy, and I'd be like, oh, okay. And I, and I like, like, you won't get, like, in a, a, a huge response out of me. You will get documentation. You will get reported to your manager. That's what you're going to get from me. Your yeah. manager will be calling you in the office, sitting you down, going, why would you mess with Karen? Because Karen don't never say shit. So when Karen speaks to me, we know it's an issue. Well, this is the perfect time to talk about our sponsor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by the sexiest sponsor we got Adam and Eve. Um, okay. As Karen. Alright, bye. Yeah, Don't later. Uh, as Adam and Eve sponsored the show some more. Where is this song? <laughs> uh, fellas and ladies. Yeah. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your love with an adventurous new tour or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, you get 50% off of just about any item, but that's not all. Will you select your one item at 50% off? You also get three free adult DVDs and a little, for a little inspiration. So you have something to think about. Plus a free extra gift that's so central, can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they throw in free shipping on your entire order. They're not kidding, guys. It's so serious. Check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. And you get your three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. This is an outrageous deal. You guys should take advantage of it. It helps us out, guys. Seriously. And plus, Adam and Eve be like, hey, man, um... I saw y'all moving some units. We should give you some more money. So if you've been thinking about treating your genitals in any sort of way, you should go ahead and pull that trigger. You know what I mean? All right, guys. Um, did you have anything else? Or Yes. One one more thing, and then we can move on because I, I know you want to get into the articles. Mm-hmm. I found out that my favorite grocery store is being sold. Harris Teeter? Yes. Harris, Harris Teeter is going up on the market. They're talking about somebody buying it, some investors buying it. Mm-hmm. And one of the, uh, people buying it is the people from, um, the Romney camp, one of his companies. Mitt Romney? Yes. Hmm. And I have several issues with this. Number one, Harris Teeter is the whitest of the white, white, whitest stores. And I love me. Some Harris Teeter. Why? And Mitt Romney is the whitest of the white, white, whitest man. But, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mr. Sore. Let me finish my thoughts. I know he's whitest of the white, but customer service is not his ordeal. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've worked for companies where investors come in and not owners. Mm-hmm. When people invest, they just want profits to turn. They not really, they don't really care about the company. They don't really care about the employees. They don't really care about anything other than at the end of the day. Bottom line. Yes. And so they don't really put in whatever it, whatever the company needs to flourish. They stress out managers. They stress out supervisors. They stress out employees. You know, I've, you know, the companies will cut and slash employees to get certain numbers and work with a minimum staff just, just to make these investors happy. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't want Harris Teeter to go down the drain because y'all buy these people and all of a sudden my customer service drops. Y'all don't take care of the stores as much, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Because, like, it's literally I can go in there and find wheels on wheels on wheels of cheese and wine, y'all. Like, you know, well, it's, I, I hear that Publix is thinking about buying them and people love Publix. Who is the Publix? 
p-u-b-l-i-x it's oh that's a, another grocery store chain mm-hmm, it's a big deal like they um uh, people you know we don't have any in charlotte but people no. from other places always brag about them i know uh our friend dr rick uh he he loves them so i mean you know that would be cool and also they have uh tremendous sandwiches i believe Oh, tremendous sandwiches. I like sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently Publix has some of the best sandwiches or whatever. So uh I guess people are into it. I guess so. I'll, I can tell you this. Uh I, I know Harris Teeter is not everywhere, but the Harris Teeter off of Moorcroft, I think that Harris Teeter, like, gets remodeled every once a year, every year. Like, literally, once mm-hmm. a year, every year, they expand, they you redo Every time we go in there, oh they- yeah, it's top notch. Like by far, is the best grocery store in Charlotte, in my opinion. Um, uh, and I'm, there's some more swankier things, but you end up paying so much for those other options and those other places that uh, it's really not worth it. Like, cause it's like if I gotta go pay twelve dollars for a pork chop, it's like, well, yeah, it better be fancy. You know, but Paris Cedar has a good little balance of, yeah, I pay a dollar more than Walmart, but I also have never been harassed in the parking lot by someone trying to be my nutritionist at the gas station. Ain't that the truth? And and, and the thing about uh, Harris Teeter, uh, it's a lot of white people around us. So odds are if somebody's going to rob somebody, it won't be us. Yeah, that's another thing. A lot of robbable white people. So I'm a big fan. You know, I can't can't hate on that at all. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like. Uh, I had to wait and see. Hopefully, uh, Romney doesn't get it, but I, I hope uh, not either. Maybe Romney owns Publix. I don't know. I don't know which of these white people own what. I mean, for all we know, George W. Bush owned Harris Teeter. I don't know. I don't know. But if <laughs> if, if he does, I thank you. Because also the thing I like about Harris Teeter, the thing that's funny, we ne- we never get this search, but every time we do our groceries, they be like, "Would you like uh, with the concierge service? The, the people they they pull up and they roll your groceries." I'm like, I can take this shit to my car. Well, here's the thing about living down south that is a little bit different, I think, from other areas of the country. Sometimes, uh, I don't give a fuck where the money goes. So, you know, is if it's going to Mitt Romney's pocket, I don't give a fuck. I, yeah, I'm here my- for my groceries, and that's it. Like, I don't have the luxury or the willingness to boycott everything I disagree with. So, I, I don't give a truth. fuck. If, if if Mitt Romney owns the shit, if Dick Cheney owns the shit, I don't give noun fucks. I just want to know, does the VIP uh, customer car still work? and ah! is the ac still on when i hit the door uh that's it man i don't have fucking time to be sitting around politically using my wallet uh, and consciously all the time it's no, just not my I, deal I, no i don't care like i said someone else is burning as, as, as long as i buy my fruit from harris teeter and i get a good five to seven days at them and they don't turn within 24 hours of me getting home i'm good yeah. as long as my meat is fresh i'm good like literally mitt romney could be standing outside shaking hands i would just walk by him without giving him no dap and, mm-hmm. and and go buy, buy my, my groceries. groceries and walk the fuck out man like ain't that the truth i'm not buying this to support you or not support you you know i'm not gonna start going to that fucking uh what's the name of that one a and something yeah i don't know i don't care you no. know what i'm talking about that was a and p is that it i forget the a and p yeah the other that that ghetto ass grocery store where you like you go in and it's oh, like my compare foods. Maybe that's what it is now, but it used to be A and something in the back of the day. Yes, A and P. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That that one. That, that one. Um, I think it was Central. That one Central. The one by Church's Chicken. 
yes yes that one actually you could be real and support the black hood and all that shit if you want to but when you get home and your fucking corn got worms in it that's your fault Mm -hmm. so you know i'm out the hood Mm -hmm. i'm living good Mm -hmm. Um, nasty and dusty and yeah Mm -hmm. like the 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 freezers with the frozen food just barely get cold you know it's like you got frostbite no the frostbite is it gets real cold no i'm saying it just barely gets cold it's oh like, shit gonna make it sick it's like your food is chilled it's like yeah i got <laughs> chilled at room temperature hand me one of those uh ch- chilled pizzas and i put that in the let me put that in the cart oh by the way you have to drive this home immediately or else it'll be cooked by the time you get home like nah fuck that i need good quality food ain't that the truth so i'm never going back shout out to target shout out to harris teeter and if he buys it shout out to mitt romney and uh, still ain't gonna vote for you. No, I won't vote for you. <laughs> I, you know, I support the chain. And, you know, I don't care nothing about that now. Speaking of voting with your dollar, mm-hmm. fifteen companies have dropped Facebook advertising over domestic violence content. Oh, what happened? Last week, activists launched a campaign to urge companies to boycott Facebook advertising because the social media network allows users to post images of domestic violence against women, while banning advertisements about women's health. More than a dozen companies have pulled their advertising as a result, including Online Bank Nationwide UK and Nissan UK and J Street. Uh, how are you going to have allow people to put images of beaten but not allow them to talk about women's health? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can beat a vagina but don't take care of it? That's what you're trying to say? Yeah, I guess uh, okay. they reject breast a breast cancer ad for violating a ban against adult products. So um i guess wow mm-hmm. yep so it advertising adult products or services including toys videos or sexual enhancement products so they don't allow any of that but if you want to say they they have a they have a picture where somebody said don't wrap it and tap it taper and raper uh as wow one the, mm-hmm, as one of the logos so uh Many largest companies, many larger companies have been slower to respond, including two companies that market brands specifically to women, Dove, a Unilever brand, brand that is running a self-esteem ad campaign for women, is facing pressure on Twitter. While Procter and Gamble's response was, "We can't control what content they, our advertiser, pops up to, ne- pops up next to." Obviously, it's a shame that our ad happened to pop up next to it. So, uh, I guess uh, you know some people are getting traction with that, man. So. Uh, the thing that's weird though is a couple of people were like, we pulled our advertising, click this link, and the link is to that Facebook page, which is weird because I was like, it should probably be to your website at this point. Yes, it should be since, if you want to mm, separate yourself. Yeah, since it's Operation Team Fuck Facebook, you probably should <laughs> not separate link. yourself from Facebook. Yeah, just as a friendly reminder, like don't have people go there and like your page. That's just more clicks for Facebook if that's your thing that you're against right now um speaking of uh things that uh uh people are against did you know papa john's is fucking up again uh what else this man done did all right here's the first thing uh did you know papa 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 john's be running that blow shout out to the black mafia family mm-hmm uh, all up Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, New York, where the customers of one Papa John's were apparently ordering more than just pizza. NBC New York reports that delivery man Ramon Rodriguez was arrested this week after he allegedly sold $40,000 worth of cocaine to undercover officers. Shit, Rodriguez, who apparently pieces. made the drug deliveries 
in his Papa John's uniform, is believed to have made the drug deals 19 different times since 2011. Rodriguez was caught after his latest delivery to an undercover cop. In that transaction, he allegedly sold $27,500 worth of cocaine in a bag of pizza and chicken nuggets. Now, NBC New York talked to residents of Sunset Park in Brooklyn, and they said they're not happy this kind of activity was going on in their neighborhood. Do you think? Yeah, well, that's bad yeah. for us, for teenagers and for people growing up, and also it's bad for other people. Rodriguez was charged Wednesday with multiple counts of criminal sale of a controlled substance and one count of criminal possession of a controlled substance as well. A second suspect was also arrested, but it's not clear whether he, too, was a Papa John's employee. Damn. Feel like Coke and pizza. Feel like Young Jeezy should have got on that shit, man. Oh, snap. <laughs> like Young Jeezy would have... Yeah, Jesus would have fucked with that, man. Like, I'm moving pizza. You could call me the dough man. I'm moving cocaine. Call me the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but then that wasn't even the, the worst news. For, oh, shit. That, that wasn't the worst. <laughs> right. Right. We some drug dealers. I wish we could just leave it at that, you know? But, uh, apparently, uh, Papa John's fucked up even worse than that. Here's another fuck up. Uh, they they got tipped 21% on a delivery, right? A mm-hmm. uh, black couple. And they, uh, you know, they left the house. Everything was fine. And then accidentally, they butt-dialed. Can you believe butt-dialing is still happening in 2013? <sighs> like, how does that happen? Like, And this happened to me before where, like, I look at my on my iPhone every once in a while. And it's like, how the fuck did my iPhone get unlocked in my pocket? Like, that should never, ever happen. That feels like that technology should exist for that to never, ever fucking happen, ever, 100% of the time, never, ever, ever. But uh, apparently it happens more often than not, you know. But um, um, here's, 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 a, here's a, a big, uh, a real butt-dialing faux pas, if you will. I'll play the YouTube video that the uh, the customer took. My wife and I tip 21% as usual. This is us calling Papa John's to place the order. This is the driver calling us once he got to our house to find out where we were. This is the driver's missed call later on. Missed call. This is the voicemail. This is the voicemail from the same driver. This is the time of the voicemail at the same time as the call, two minutes after. Damn, they got the boy, they got the driver's number on there and everything. Yeah, because, because when they call, you know, they're calling from their own personal cell phones. <laughs> that's so fucking that's oh, stupid. That's gangster. Now we're going to hear this voicemail. Now, now, what if you this guy's friends and he has your voicemail number listed right next to this other guy's number? Because it's like seven or eight numbers on this on this screen right now. It's like you couldn't have deleted the other numbers, man. Come on. Somebody might call me now. Hello? 
as you can hear the phone is the phone is in the person's pocket right now okay so that's why you can't hear, hear it okay. that well uh if you skip the i'm gonna skip the about two minutes and 30 seconds in they said that's when like you it gets more audible uh so let me skip forward a bit here we go Not at all. So he said, did he tip you? And he said, not at all. Seems like the only requirement for being a nigger is like not tipping or something like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he didn't realize that this was playing live. Like they could hear this. Yeah, this is done. You know, I'm, I'm starting to feel like the owner of Papa John's was right, man. I hate to say it, but do these niggas really deserve insurance? He had a good point. This guy would be really good at guess the race, you know. Yes, um, he would be. I had to give him props. I would say white. The craziest part is I think I play Call of Duty with this guy. Yeah. You probably do. Mm-hmm. But his son. black fireflies following around the daytime <laughs> ah! look i get that this is reprehensible but i love to play guest race with these guys i'll just say it I'll, I'll just put it out there these guys seem inspired and like they know what they're talking about so i'm saying yeah and i would hate to be any of the other numbers that he got flashed up on his screen because they're gonna get some phone calls mm-hmm. oh my god Wonder when he realized his phone was on. That's a good question. Well, it might have just maxed out. T 
10 seconds left. I don't know how much fucking time you can talk. We don't have them up top. We don't have them online. I don't have them and that's the end. Wow. <laughs> they, 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 they zoomed out. They zoomed <laughs> the out to show the, the Papa John's box with the, the man's face smiling on the logo. Uh, now I say we get this dude a call. Um, oh lord. What? What? No. You don't think we should call him? No. What? Do you sure? It's just, it's just a call? It's just, they were, I just want to know how much should they do to tip them. That's all. It, it'll take one second. You think, you think we shouldn't call them? I'm just going to call them real quick. Just see. 696-0194. Just give them a call, man. See if, you know, how much should they do to tip them. Oh. So he turned his shit off. Oh, yes, because I bet you got tons of phone calls. Oh, what a coward! I, you know, I bet you that's probably what happened. I bet you after this went viral, people started calling him up. Damn, man, that's bullshit, man. I, I bet you that's why he probably got a number disconnected or changed. I just want to know how much should a nigger tip a racist pizza <laughs> driver? That's all I want to know. It's a simple question. Twenty-one percent. That's kind of high. Maybe he looked at you and just felt the nigga coming off of you, but nigga, 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 nigga. I don't know. And it happened in Florida, of nigga course. Nigga, bro, nigga, bro, nigga, bro, nigga, bro, nigga, bro. Was it happened in Florida, of course, the home of chills people. Um, and I'm sure she's making all kinds of excuses for this type of treatment for the black man. But, uh, you know, just cause it happened in a, state that looks like a penis but uh i don't understand why like i actually thought five dollars on a i think it was like a 16 dollar order or some shit like that maybe 17 like i don't understand why that's a bad tip like honestly that's actually a good tip. i mean if the shit was like 20 dollars and you got five be happy nigga like that's more than most most we give you two or three a lot of people don't give you a shit because especially now when people see those uh uh, pickup fees and shit, mm-hmm. gas fee. People are like, well, shit, yo, no, nah, people assume that your tips in that, so they don't give you no extra money. Yeah, so I just want to know what the right tip was. Was he supposed to give him like a twenty dollar bill to go with his other? And plus, the other thing is, whenever someone is racist like that, I feel good that they didn't get the tip they wanted. Ain't that the truth? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's good that you didn't get the tip you wanted because you're an asshole. So. It's not like you would have not been racist if you would have got a $20 tip. It would be $20 to a racist motherfucker. Really? You know, it's not like that person goes, you know, this guy changed my mind about black people. Mm-mm. It'd just be, oh, this nigger tipped me more than the other niggers that I hate. All right, let's talk about some, some celebrity news, Karen. Okay. We're going to run through this. We never really get into celebrity news here at the show, but uh, I, was, I didn't have shit to talk about today. So, first things first. Kanye West is not in the picture for keeping up with the Kardashians' new season. Are you surprised, Karen? Kind of, but I understand. Mm, okay. Now, why are you kind of surprised? Because he is all about all of the lights. So you think he would like to be on the v- on the E! reality series? Of course. Uh, yeah, see, I he's never struck me as that type of dude. Like, I could never picture Kanye West doing a reality show. Like, he seems like the opposite kind of dude. Like, he's 
like he's he's all about celebrity and fame but he doesn't actually want to live his life vicariously through social media or tv okay whatever like uh maybe that's one is why he's one of the most like misunderstood geniuses or whatever is because true he has this flashy personality and this me 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 attitude but at the same time he wants his privacy he's not really that flamboyant as far as like hey everyone come along with me i'm gonna film myself in the studio i'm gonna film myself with my girl uh but kim is all about that though yeah of course like whenever they have uh like there's this one picture of kanye west on the ground holding his head and everybody i was like what happened and i found out later that he whenever they take pictures of them you know kim calls the paparazzi because that's what you know a lot of people don't know this but People call the paparazzi and they're like, hey, hey, take my picture, take my picture. I'm going to be at this mall. That's how you stay kind of famous. That's why whenever you see these pictures on like Bossip or Radar Online or whatever, it's always like Kim Kardashian wearing this skirt. Oh, my. You know, or Kim goes to the gym. And it's it's, well, they call the people and like, hey, I'm about to go to the gym. It's a symbiotic relationship. Um, the paparazzi oh, you need get them. pictures and I stay on your front page. Yeah, because Kim Kardashian has no discernible talent, but Mm-mm. if she can continuously stay in the focus of the media and uh, gossip columns and stuff like that, then she will continuously stay famous and and be able to keep a show it's like you know they work of together course. yes they do and a lot hand. of yeah and a lot of people aren't as good as it good at it as she is you nope. know but um so so she calls these people like hey we're going to the airport right now and people go out to take their pictures of kanye is always kind of like walking with his head down trying to rush by trying not to get his picture taken too much yeah he doesn't revel in it like her he's not stopping and posing okay. he's not trying he doesn't do any of that shit so um it's no surprise to me that he would actually go i don't want to be on the cover of this show like he probably doesn't even want to be on the show really that true 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 you know he just he was like you do your thing i'll be over here making my music or doing whatever the fuck i want to do yeah Yeah. and that picture with him holding his head on the ground like where he's like sitting on the ground holding his head is because he was walking with his head down to avoid the cameras and walked into a pole (laughs) oh because he didn't see it yeah meanwhile no cameraman has a picture of him actually walking to the pole just him hitting his head and sitting on the ground i'm on the damn camera too busy focusing on kim yeah because he puts his head down and walks all fast because you know that's his thing so yeah he's not in there um angelina jolie you know she had a double mastectomy mm-hmm. uh like a couple weeks ago um she already has implants and all that stuff uh because she has money and stuff she got a dna test that says she had like a, a really high percentage like 91 percent chance of getting breast cancer which really begs the question like how much do you have to have to get that dna test a lot because i guarantee that's not covered by like you know your regular insurance is not letting you get a dna test for the likelihood of breast cancer yeah no no that that no no that's all out of pocket your copay is is not covering that Mm -mm. so her aunt died from breast cancer uh this like today or yesterday wow yep Yep, like wow, and I and I think and I think uh, they were saying that it's a very 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 large percentage of women now that are like having tests done, or if it's something that runs in their family, uh, that they're just opting to have their breasts removed versus deal with fighting breast cancer. Yeah, um, but uh, she uh, 
got the double vasectomy she got you know breast implants and stuff like that which i understand man like you know a lot of people i always think people are off when they do the campaigns like save the tatas i mean their heart is in the right place but if the tatas got cancer they gotta go ain't that so, the truth you know say the tata is really not necessarily the best slogan even though the money goes to the right place i guess but it's like you know a woman is defined by more than just having some titties by the way but ain't, ain't um, that the truth and, and and my thing is that uh i think a lot of people just like i guess for a lot of women breasts define them uh, for a whole lot of women because a lot of women you well know, especially somebody like her in her field yeah because you know, you're constantly I know, filmed you're constantly mm-hmm. watched you're constantly considered the sex figure and 90 percent of the people that when i bring up her movies and how fucking terrible they are the 90 percent of the dudes that talk about them tell me how hot she is they don't tell me she did a good job acting they don't tell me the movie was actually good it's like man but she's so hot so it's like this is a big thing for her career-wise too yeah yeah so um but yeah so what what's crazy to me though you know like i you know this obviously everybody can turn the show off now because it's a fucked up thought but i was thinking about this um do you ever think that and i'm sure she's a good person and i'm sure she wouldn't gloat like this but like jennifer anderson has to like smile to herself sometimes like Haha, you picked wrong, motherfucker. Both my you know? is real. Yeah, like she doing yeah. like a stripper movie now. She looking good. She she, you know, got got some other, you know, little dude, you know, on the side and shit. Like, I wonder if she ever looks at Brad Pitt like, Yeah, yeah, nigga. You fucked up, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be I don't have all these problems. Did. I'm not adopting these black babies. I'm not out here touring the world, speaking to people. You can't even fuck me and shit because I'm all, I'm all over. I got to go to Africa, Brad. I'm sorry. I got to go. to The babies need me. I got to go. It's like, you picked wrong, man. She was way more high maintenance than me. All that sexiness and shit is changing. She did all that work to her face. Like, I wonder if, Jen- if Jennifer Aniston ever just, like, has a moment where she just, like, sips some tea and reads a People magazine and just chuckles to herself. Like, hmm, you know? And don't act like y'all are above it. All y'all looked at y'all ex's uh Facebook pictures and seen what 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 kind of woman or man he's with now. Don't act like Jennifer Aniston can't do it too. That's all I'm saying. It's always take the good with the bad. Um Beyonce was at a concert mm-hmm. and some dudes are in the front row and she was singing. So she put the mic in their face like y'all can sing and the dudes leaned forward and they were singing and then she turned to walk off and a dude slapped on her ass. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like a white dude too. It was in Copenhagen, Denmark where they have a lot of, a lot of money. And, uh, wow. yeah, just that white entitlement, man. You know, I guess the feminists are right. She can't get respect out here, you know, being too sexy. If she would have been wearing a pantsuit, none, none of this would have happened. Uh, that's what happened it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> they don't slap michelle obama on the ass like this you picked wrong no the uh uh secret says would shoot your ass no completely different yeah but um yeah that apparently um yeah she got uh a unwelcome surprise on stage last night when an obnoxious fan reached up and slapped her derriere on stage uh i have the video but it's from far off from a camera phone so it's really not worth watching 
um performing at her mrs carter show in copenhagen denmark on monday to singapore her ample curves into a skin tight blue bodysuit mm-hmm. and was dancing on stage when a man in the audience smacked her on the on the rear jay-z's 31 year old wife was not pleased with the groping during the, her song irreplaceable oh no. uh, yeah stop street harassment is what i say you know and stage harassment apparently stop stage oh, harassment and and that and also has a reason why some performers actually make sure that they're so far away from people because when you go to your job you don't have to do with people groping and smacking you on your ass and you're working in yeah, it's not a strip club man. no it's not no one pays that much for a ticket to the strip club hundreds uh, and thousands of dollars come on now so she she turned and is her saying to the man i will have you escorted out right now all right i like that polite threat which you actually is not a choice like you can't go oh no 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 it's okay it's like i'll have you escorted out right now all right and he's like uh no not really oh okay it's not a choice okay security i'm coming her world oh, yeah you know security was like who did that yep she had to for her world tours having a rough time uh that forced her to cancel her appearance in antwerp telling fans she was dehydrated and exhausted and rumors started that she was pregnant with a second child and then she got on the internet and said that uh stop the rumors from starting these low life people have nothing better to do than talk about me uh but then she took the post down a couple hours later which i'm getting sick of man like i really wish people wouldn't be so hard on celebrities for lashing out at people for being dicks Mm -hmm. because that's really what it is like then they take the tweets down but it's like you meant that and there's nothing wrong with that and just because most people will never be able to relate to the idea of someone hating them for no reason at all is is not is is like you shouldn't have to change because people go oh you're so entitled it's like no one's making up rumors about you being pregnant you stupid twit ain't that the truth like no one's sitting around going oh you know shamika jones on twitter is pregnant nobody's saying that shit no and it's but and if they were you would be the first to come out your fucking mouth and act ignorant as hell about someone starting some rumors but apparently a tweet is too much beyonce can't be tweeting like that Mm-mm. so i don't know i just thought that was funny um amanda bonds setting white women back uh of course man every time you turn around man she getting arrested for some dumb shit she gotta be on that shit right she doing something i mean and all jokes aside it's one of them things where it's like her and lizzie lohan is on the same bus train wreck or something because they like on a road straight to death and you like come on now y'all please get it together yeah uh amanda bonds is on the troubling downward spiral in the 48 hours leading up to her arrest on thursday night first 48 indeed uh so Shit, and she, another 48 uh she shaved her head took some drugs too uh after authority said they initially responded to amanda's apartment because of a report of a disorderly person it was revealed that a caller told the police the former Nickelodeon star was rolling the marijuana joint and smoking it. I swear, man, these kids, it's like, it's like these Disney kids and shit get the wild out so hard for normal shit. Mm-hmm. It's like you smoke some weed. You don't have to start a fight in the, just smoke you some weed. Like, that's not such a unique experience. It's, it's not like they showed up and she was doing meth and we could all go, oh, wow, bath salts? Oh, shit. Oh, well, that is crazy. It's like she just shows up. It's like, I smoked the joint and I made too much noise. It's like, okay, we get it. You're a rock star. When officers arrived, they confronted Amanda who threw a bong out of the 36th floor window. Ah! <laughs> which she claimed Friday morning was a vase. 
uh in the last couple also, days also you can smoke your, your smoke your weed in a bottle flowers now yeah that's right i'm smoking roses man this is uh i just made a vase into smoking my tulips man my tulips they get you high in the last couple of days leading up to amanda's arrest she was pretty out of control at this point everyone knows she smokes marijuana but it's a combination of the weed with ecstasy percocet and rick sock rick so cotton drugs. white people be having drugs nobody heard of and they be legal as shit yep be subscribed to them message um, what's the difference between that and the shit you buy on the street only difference is that you're the doctor signing it that is really making her crazy sarah a close 27 year old friend and amanda doesn't just do a little bit of these drugs she does a lot and it makes her delusional and erratic which is exactly what happened before she was arrested according to the source a man that had been popping pills 24 7 taking an alarming number of pills at uh at one time leaving her dazed and confused shit amanda's completely peeled out and mixes too many pills with molly which brings the high to a whole different level amanda is literally never sober being one on all these pills has become usual to her so she finds her behavior normal but her reality is completely altered when she's high or even coming down from high she becomes extremely paranoid so that was this is all 48 hours before the arrest wow she's, and the thing is that people put up with and and this is what happened when you have people around you that don't tell you motherfucking no yeah that's what happened when you make more money than your parents at such a young age too because we're gonna tell you what you know it's like, i want to be emancipated it's like nigga you are 12 you know and this is kind of what i was talking about when uh we talked about covenjan a wallace yeah. when i was like the underside of what it takes for these kids to be famous is fucked up so all you can do is hope for the best and hope that this doesn't happen to them. Like that they don't get too famous too fast, too out of control parents that push you to the wrong shit because this is what makes money for the household. Ain't that the truth? Instead of being good parents. Parents, you know? and sometimes that means turning money down, which people don't want to hear. Right, which is, you know, it's good. Quavenginay's parents aren't really in the business, but at the same time, you hope no one takes advantage of the fact that they're not in the business, that they get yes. good, trustworthy representation that's going to actually be like, yo, yeah. keep your daughter away from this project get her on that project yes you know take a year off go to school like do some normal kid shit look out for the best welfare and being for your child yeah look at will smith man this motherfucker won a grammy came home took out the garbage that matters you know it can't be all about this uh you know just oh you a star baby you born to shine all that shit like this living your dreams vicariously through your kid like that shit is scary yep and i think this is the end result of that man these out of control ass kids have never been told no unless it was no you can't not take this part you know what i mean yep uh but yeah she was arrested by the police and then she tweeted that the police officer touched her inappropriately uh she said uh, uh she was being sexually harassed by a police officer he lied and said i threw a bong out the window when i opened up the window for fresh air bonds wrote her arrest officer on twitter he slapped my vagina sexual harassment big deal i then called the cops on him he handcuffed me which i resisted quite unlike any of the reports said maybe she meant which i didn't resist i don't know uh hope so bonds wrote that after being taken to custody she was denied access to her lawyers and went on to call the cops creepy they found no pot on me or a bong outside my window that's why the judge let me go don't believe any reports so i i, I saw these tweets this morning i i replied to her 
I believe you. You know. <laughs> so, um if you say so so. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh speaking of going crazy, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber's having a time. Just another white person setting a white man back. Uh did you know he got booed at the Billboard ah! Awards during his uh, acceptance speech for the first ever milestone award? That's right. Justin Bieber set the milestone for the Billboard Awards. He's the first person to ever get this award. The most deserving, obviously. Uh you start at the top. Uh, Michael Jackson is dead, so you gotta go to Justin Bieber for number two. Uh, here's him accepting his award. Good evening, Las Vegas. <laughs> it is I, Loberace, but you can call me Low. And I'm here to present the new milestone award. Wait, so CeeLo Green calling himself Liberace now? Just come on out, brother. Hey, just come on out, brother. It's fine out here outside. You don't have to be in that dark, dank closet anymore. He don't. And he plenty coming, of space out here. And he coming back on a voice next year. Yes. Yeah. Why is he? Would he always be having like a parrot and a boa and shit? Like, come on, man. Yes. You and then you're all not the, fooling the most anybody. Flamboyant colors. He wears wigs. Come on, dog. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on. Brought to you by Chevrolet, and also this is the lovely Miss Shanice who won the contest to be here tonight. Thank you, CeeLo. I'm here as a fan of all three finalists for the Milestone Award, three superstars who had a fantastic achievement on the Billboard charts this year. Never let you go. No one cares. Let's get to, let's get to, the, all right. to the speech. Yes. Justin Bieber. Woo! Yeah, Justin. Let's talk to these fools. You can kind of hear the boos coming in as the, like, it sounds different because a boo was such a low decibel tone and then the girl screaming is so high. But clearly there's a lot of boos coming in for this. I hear it now. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 years old. I I, I think uh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. <laughs> I think you are too, sir. And basically, fr- from my heart, I I, I really just want to say. It, sh- it should it should really be about the music. It should be about the craft, the craft that that I'm that I'm making. Mm-hmm. I, this is not a this is not a gimmick. I'm not I'm not a this is not a gimmick. I I'm a, I'm an artist and I, I I should be taken seriously. And 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 this all this other bull should not be be spoken of. Cause he's been fucking up a lot and he's been yes the, he has he's been in all the gossip columns for everything except music. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so he's like, hey. Can we stop talking about me fucking up, please? I'm I'm 33 years old. <laughs> I, 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 I like cheese. 
And I want y'all to know that uh, everything I do don't need to be in the gossip columns. Yeah, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I dance in, in Germany for no apparent reason. I, I, I do shit that don't matter. I'm white. I have privilege. I make more money doing this piece than y'all will make in y'all lifetime. Ooh, go back to Canada. <laughs> Wait, well, since you said that, I have free health care. Y'all going to be paying for y'all. Don't don't stop your toe going out. That'd be $20,000 bill. <laughs> Damn, they booed his mama, mama and his father. Yeah, I don't give a damn. Like, he really searching for something to stop these booze right now. He's like, I want to thank my manager. I want to thank, uh, the, the fans. Uh, oh, come on, where, come where, on, guys. Where, yeah, where, where can we get them to stop booing? <laughs> thank Jesus Christ. Oh, there you go. Yeah, nobody booze Jesus. There you go. That's a good one. You learn that from Apollo. Ah, you sure do. Oh, they make those glasses off. Mama, I love you so much. Gotta love you. Little brother and sister, I love you so much. Thank you guys so much. Fans, you're incredible. Uh, so yeah, I feel like he was, <laughs> I, do you, is it just me or do you feel like he was fake stuttering that whole time? Yeah. Like he's not nearly that nervous, so he's just faking like, mm. I'm only 19, I just gotta, uh, just gotta say. Yeah, I just wanna make the innocence yeah it, it should come really out be about because the music um he better be on this while he can because pretty soon boy that voice gonna get deep mm. the man up and grow some hair on your chest uh Keyshawn johnson not a fan ed eric dickinson not a fan of the beebs apparently they live close to the beebs oh snap so uh apparently uh former nfl star Keyshawn johnson was hunting down pop star Justin Bieber. Keyshawn was in his Prius. Bieber was in his Ferrari. <laughs> ah! Uh, so, uh. Um, that shows you the levels right there. Yeah, um, so according to. According I'm 19 years old. I got a Ferrari. <laughs> I be driving fast sometimes. Uh, you need to get your ass out of the way. Uh, apparently he saw Justin Bieber's Ferrari driving past him at a high rate of speed. He had his child in the Prius with him. So he dropped his kid off at home and then went to give Beaver some tips on driving etiquette. When KJ got to Beaver's pad, he blocked Justin's Ferrari in the driveway, got out of his car to confront Justin face to face, but Justin ran inside of his house and refused to come out. Yeah, you a grown ass man stepping to a little kid. Come on. I'm, I'm only 19. I don't want to take this ass with me. Uh, please, Mr. Johnson, get off my lawn. Yeah, he only did that because he could. Like, you, he wouldn't do that to, like, no normal person. Come on. Eric Dickerson also doesn't appreciate Beaver's style of driving. He said, I live in Calabas, too, and Justin Beaver, at Justin Beaver on Twitter, needs to slow his ass down. <laughs> <laughs> what an old black man thing to say. I love it. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, Michael Strahan responded to Eric Dickerson. That's my old house. He lives in crazy. Uh, so, uh, apparently these Strahan needs to tell Beaver to slow his ass down, man. Slow your ass down, boy. Beaver better be careful, man. Don't fuck around, get hemmed up, dog. Fucking, fucking with the wrong folks. <laughs> I bet he gonna be driving that Ferrari slow in a motherfucking day. Yeah, I bet you Keyshawn was like, <laughs> I, I know he ain't fly past me with my child in the car. 
Oh, these grown ass athletes. Grown ass men stepping like, you know what? Yeah, you 19 years old. You can take his ass whooping like a man too, sir. All right, man. We've been talking all over the place. We need to do some guest erase or else people are going to get very upset. So, okay. Here's the first one, um, for guest erase. Uh, this is a father of the year candidate, Karen. So. Everybody get your hats on. Hour in a freezer at a Pierce County home what? and deputies. Hold on. Turn my volume yep. up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, been messing with the volume all day, man. All right, here we go. Let's try it again. A crying infant spent an hour in a freezer at a Pierce County home, and deputies say the baby's father shoved her inside to keep her quiet. Como Force Joel Marino learned more about this disturbing case that nearly killed this child. He is now live in our satellite center, Joel. Stuck a baby in the freezer for an hour. To keep it quiet, of course it's going to be quiet. Baby need to chill out. Michelle, the suspect's girlfriend told deputies she caught the dad pulling their baby daughter out of the icebox just as she came home. The dad is now under arrest and detective. Now, you know, just like a true father, husband, dad, man. He waited till the last minute. Now, you know, if you don't want to get caught, you got to pull out the, the freezer, let her thaw like 15, 20 minutes before your wife. Yeah, even goes because home. But like this, and even if she didn't see it, she's going to be like, why is my fave, why is my baby negative 40 degrees? Yeah. So stupid. To say very remorseful. A frantic mother greeted deputies at this home just south of Roy this weekend saying her boyfriend had nearly killed their baby daughter. Investigators say the mom had left the six-week-old in the father's care. But six when weeks! Came home, mm-hmm. Six weeks care. She caught Tyler oh. Deutsch pulling the infant out of the freezer. Determined that he had put the baby in the freezer, and the baby had been in the freezer for about an hour. Then you tried to lie at first, like, hey, how'd you get in the freezer, little baby? Oh, man, these things are so crazy. This baby is smart. We're going to have us a little Einstein on our hands. Six weeks, dog. Yeah. I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. How'd you get yourself in the freezer? Detective Ed Troyer says Tyler Deutsch admitted to deputies he put the girl in the icebox, but told them he was only trying to help her. And it was only a six-week-old kid. A six-week-old kid can't do much other than cry. And from what we understand, he wanted the baby to stop crying, so he put the baby in the freezer. A lot of neighbors... Babies be crying. And crying babies be crying and crying yeah man it's amazing how I many these articles we read there's a lot of articles i don't read by the way because it's always like someone so killed a baby and i'm like yo how much do babies cry nigga a lot i know so i, I don't want one seriously if they turn sane people into baby killing machines then fuck it i'm out i I'll, i don't want to find I'll, out what i'm made of i'll just say god bless parents because and the thing about it is like uh they literally have to train parents and tell them the kids cry out fucking lot. Like, they literally have to mm-hmm. tell parents this. Because if they don't, people snap and shit. Yeah, kids cry a whole motherfucking lot when they're yeah. small. That's all they do, cry and poop. About the case. This man says he spoke with Deutsch once to ask for help looking for his lost dog and was surprised by the reaction. He just seemed, like, kind of weird a little bit. He was just, like, kept to himself. And uh, he was very standoffish. As for when the mom came home. I said, can you help me find my dog? And he said, uh, not right now. And in the background, all I could hear was, You're like, what is that noise? And, uh, we ain't got no cats. And then I heard the ice maker turn on and it was quiet. So I don't know. Oh, Lord. To find the baby, detectives say at first the child was unresponsive. 
<gasps> Medics rushed the six-week-old to Mary Bridge Children's Hospital. The child's body temperature had dropped to 84 degrees, but doctors do expect the baby to recover. Wow. It absolutely turned out a lot different. The baby could have just been dead and on the way to being frozen. An hour inside of an icebox freezer usually would kill somebody. I think that's terrible. I don't know what's wrong with people. I, I mean, I don't know how somebody can find in their heart to do something like that. He's like, I turned the icebox down. Like I had it on seven. I had it on like two. Detectives say they are not aware of any previous criminal history involving Tyler Deutsch, though the problem solvers are still following up on that. Tyler Deutsch goes before a judge on Tuesday for investigation of attempted murder. In the All right, guys, guess the race in the chat room. Let's see. What's cooler than being cool? That baby. Whiter than the ice on the frozen hot dogs. <laughs> One that says, shut that cheddar baby up. Oh, Lord. One who sniffs powdered cheese to get high. A man whose fridge can't hold soft cheeses. The baby survives the freezer, so hockey loving white. Oh, Mr. Lord. Freeze, Captain Cold, Bobby Drake, white. Correct answer is white it was a white man and a white baby white man white ice fr- white refrigerator yeah that white could, baby that could have been black they'd be like mama goes to jail and she's that she whoops her uh, boyfriend's ass for putting her baby in the freezer that's how that still would have went maybe she had an ice box where her heart used to be karen ah Next, Spousal next spat about a rodeo left a woman behind bars after she allegedly hit her husband and bit him too. <gasps> she bite you in the genitals as well. He yeah. says she's sorry for the pain she caused. This is a new one, and new tonight. Here's Maria Medina with what happened at a rodeo. Got to say, I haven't heard of anything like this before. Well, listen to this. The suspect, a woman from Rough and Ready, is accused of roughing up her husband because he made her leave the rodeo early. Is it true that she bit you on the hand and bit you in the genitals? She bit me right there. Anthony Hill is still healing, but he says he's standing by his alleged attacker, his wife. I believe it was something we could have handled on our own. So you regret calling 911 is what you regret then? Yes. Hill's wife, Christina Salinas, didn't want to talk on camera, but Hill told us the assault followed a series of stressful events in their lives, including the fact Salinas' ex-husband is now living with them. So Sunday was supposed to be a fun night out. We've been drinking. Salinas' husband says their argument started here where they hold the Penn Valley Rodeo. He wanted to leave early. She wanted to stay and dance. We got back from the rodeo. We got into an argument. Hill told Nevada County Sheriff's investigators his wife grabbed two kitchen knives. Her (gasps) ex convinced her to put them down. But when Hill tried to make a getaway with her four kids in the car, she ran out and allegedly attacked Hill. Did she bite you in the genitals as well? Yeah. But Hill is... (laughs) Hill did not want to admit that shit. Oh, God. He's like, she gonna beat me. You told Harpo to beat me. I think Selena's like, saying he made a mistake too by calling 911. He says this is what they do. I've this is what they do. her before in arguments. So when you assault each other, you guys keep it private. You don't call 911 well, is what you're saying? we work it out. And I went beyond that. Why is he Admitting. talking so much? He basically said, I whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. She with my ass. And yeah, we just be, we just fuck each other up. It was my mistake calling 911. It's my fault. She hit me in the eyes because she don't want the sun to get in there and blind me. So, 
She just cares uh, so much. And I hit her uh, and her so she can't see my dick to bite it. And her, she got four kids and her ex is living with them. Yes. I mean, now she is fine. Like, that's a bad chick from what I've seen in the couple seconds that she's on camera. But you gotta be out your goddamn mind. Are you biting my dick? Get the fuck out of my house. Take your kids with me, with you. And he was trying to leave with the kids and leave her there with the ex. Like, I don't know what the fuck. She got to be crazy as shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they deserve each other, though. Because if he telling them the paper all that shit, like, maybe it's a match made in heaven. Who the fuck does it? All right. So the chat room says, a woman whose safe word is Gouda, whiter than the frozen baby in the last story. Fun at a rodeo. That's some poor cracker shit. Whiter than the wife beater he definitely had on. Partakers of the fromage, white. Um, the correct answer is Latino. She was a Latino woman. I wouldn't have guessed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Bit that dick. That's that Latina. Uh, that Latino um temper, right? I guess so. Bit it like a chorizo. <laughs> ah. Um. All right. Uh. See, if we can do one more. Um. All right. Here we go. There's another guest race. A public schools employee has been indicted in connection with the hands. Uh, why are all the articles so quiet today? Yeah, and that's that's the highest it'll go too. Let me try it again. All alone, ain't they? Yeah, that's the quietest they've ever been. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's that button. Remember? Oh, that's right. Because because when I recorded the other day, you turned yeah. it down. Let me see if this works. Let me see. Which could cost her her job and a few years go. in prison. The charge is technically called unnatural or perverted sexual practice, which ABC 2 News' Brian Kubler explains adds up to the details in the story are not appropriate for children. Stephanie Mickles was hired in 2009 to be the behavioral specialist for Harford County Schools. But it's her behavior that may very well get her fired and did get her indicted. Center of Harford County began investigating Mickles last year, but did not anticipate finding evidence that would lead to a shocking indictment. According to court records and evidence of still photos, a grand jury indicted Mickles with unnatural or perverted sexual practice. The indictment lacked sexual intercourse with a family pet. Police say according to wow. evidence, it happened in August of 2008, but in Maryland there is no statute of limitations for bestiality, and sources tell ABC2 that pet still lives with the family at their Jarrettsville home. It is currently on administrative leave without pay from the Harford County school system. It could not comment on personnel matters, but said part of her job did involve working with children. Her past job title remains a concern for the state's attorney's office, which declined an on-camera interview with ABC2. Citing investigators did say the findings of bestiality were a surprise and that it was a separate investigation by the Child Advocacy Center that led them to this shocking discovery. Mickles could not be reached for comment at her home outside Bel Air, but her attorney did tell us she is fighting the child motions to dismiss the indictment. Well, I feel like this is a little bit of unfair like it's a little bit of profiling because while she may have fucked a pet or two that doesn't mean she fucked a kid true you know so i feel like they're kind of overstepping their bounds to say that well we need to investigate her for in case she took indecent liberties with one of these special ed kids because i mean technically she could have not fucked that kid you know that's true too doesn't mean that she fucked kids man so uh anyway guess the race of this woman who fucks pets one who uses cheese whiz as a lubricant 
a cheese eater who took the term animal lover a little too far beast master beta white yeah she was mastering the beast all right the correct answer is white it was a white woman all right we got to talk about um what we all came here to, to discuss and that is sword ratchetness it continues to happen it continues to happen and we must discuss it because people are letting too much of this shit go and i'm tired of it yep rand west virginia a kanawa county man faces charges of brandishing a sword at a deputy that's right his dumb ass thought a sword could outtake could outdo a gun oh my police say 35 year old chanton samuel nelson of rand pulled a four foot long samurai sword from a sheath strapped to his back so this nigga thought he was literally a samurai he had a sheath strapped to his back like a ninja um and turned towards the county sheriff captain j.s bells in a fighting stance nelson then withdrew the sword and began walking towards bells he put the sword down and she followed repeated orders by bells to do so bells arrested nelson and charged him with brandishing a deadly weapon in simple possession the incident occurred tuesday night as, as bells was patrolling and ran so this wasn't like he got called out there to come meet the guy this dude just walks down the street with a sword on his back and when the police say hey that's suspicious you pull the sword out and face the officer like you want to charge him just shoot him just put him in ah put this man out of Save all, us of all the miseries. trouble yeah put him out of all our miseries i don't want to ever have to read another article about this asshole put the bullet in him nobody i'll pay it for the bullet you put the bullet in him i will mail you the money fuck this dude uh nelson remains free on bond because no one takes sword ratcheting seriously wow not everybody's gonna have a gun and be a deputy that's gonna make him put his gun on the ground i mean sword on the ground okay uh telephone listed for nelson and Rand could not be found it's not clear whether he has an attorney um i'm gonna say no i don't know maybe jaquetta's husband is defending him oh oh you know? maybe uh anyway man uh this has been another episode of the blackoutist.com adam and eve was our sponsor uh i mean the blackoutist podcast adam and eve was our sponsor go to the blackoutist.com check out the about section vote in the polls click on that podcast link Check out the premium section, all that stuff. We appreciate everybody that takes the time to do that. We do. Um, it's really been cool that you guys are stepping up and supporting the show. It is. Uh, I'll have an update blog post out maybe Thursday and let you guys know where we are, how close we are to 100 as the days kind of cut down slowly. Slowly cut down, man. Um, almost halfway there uh, as far as how much time until I got to get this tattoo. Um, so uh let you guys know how we're doing on that we will uh follow us on twitter and all that good stuff um we'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m eastern time yes sir uh so talk to you guys tomorrow until then i love you i love you too baby